Welcome to Spoilers Please, where we have discussions involving any form of media that tells stories, usually movies or TV shows, and we'll do so with spoilers. You've been warned. Hello, my name is Albert. And my name is Lewis. Hey, Lewis, welcome back to the show. Hey, Albert, how are you doing? Doing, doing all right, doing all right. Doing all right. Um, for you listeners, if you don't know, Lewis is my uh, co-creator for the Who at Worst Why comic strip, our weekly comic strip. For this episode, we are actually going to call back to a movie that came out last year that a lot of people had uh, problems with. Uh, there was a lot of debates about it online and all that stuff. And we are talking about uh, three billboards in uh, in uh, the, the three billboards movie. <laughs> you, you didn't even watch the movie, did you? I did watch the movie. You did? Okay. Yeah. I love that movie. But uh, there's a lot of these people who didn't like it. Whatever. But no, we are actually talking about The Last Jedi. Um, we did do an episode of Star Wars The Last Jedi. Was it like? Eight months ago, when it first came out, uh, Lewis wasn't on the episode. So, to my surprise, uh, Lewis didn't like the movie. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> right. So, so after all these months of waiting, we finally got the chance to record an episode where Lewis breaks down why he didn't like The Last Jedi. I will try and not judge him too much, but we are doing this. <laughs> too much. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so yeah, so spoilers for The Last Jedi. It is available on home video. You can watch it whenever you feel like it. And for some of you, you can ignore it as much as you want. But And there's this... some deleted scenes that make the movie better. I would say there's one deleted scene that makes the movie better. I think the other ones I can probably live without. But um, but yeah, so uh, let's go ahead. Um, this is your ball. You you decide what you want to talk about and what you didn't like about The Last Jedi. Uh, and you can ask me questions of what I liked about it. I'm not sure if you listened to the episode that I recorded last year, but go ahead, Lewis. Uh, Finn's, sto- Finn's story arc is completely has nothing to do with the plot. It has no effect on the plot, uh, and that it bothered me on. greatly that the risk that they took amounted to nothing. So they could have done. They could have been with the ship the whole time with the main uh, the rebels, and then they would have been fine. It would have been the same exact result. But instead, we got uh, an attempt kill scene. I would call it, and that's kind of the only the only thing that we got out of that was that uh, Phasma, quote unquote, died in the movie. Okay, uh, I get that's one of the main complaints a lot of people have. Uh, Poe and Finn's side story is too much of a side story doesn't really matter uh there's some there's some validation to that excuse i mean excuse the validation to that complaint however that's the point of the movie though the whole point of the movie is a subversion to what you know about this this uh adventure stories the whole point of why a lot of the stuff that happened in the last jedi didn't pull true is because they weren't supposed to pull true we were never gonna always have a scene where they always go on a mission and they will always succeed we always get that. Even in Rogue One, they still succeeded even though people died. But the point is that they still succeeded. So for once, we have a Star Wars movie where they go on a mission and they don't succeed. So yes, subjectively, if you don't like that, that's fine. However, that was the but whole I, point of it. But I don't think that movie needed it because they already stayed, They already cut out a lot. So basically... The government that they formed between The Force Awakens mm-hmm. and The Last Jedi is gone. For whatever reason, there's no, like, hey, let's take over Coruscant or wherever the capital is now. 
no scenes to indicate what happened, how that happened, why that there's a split between the rebels and the actual new, is it called the Galactic Federation? You, are you talking about last year? It's something about, about before. Yeah. No, no, no. So, so between last uh, the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi, uh-huh. the rebels that we see in Force Awakens actually form a government. No, no, they, they've that, always been the resistance. They didn't. They didn't. They haven't formed a government. By by the end of the Force Awakens, there was no government because because um, because the uh, the Force Order blew them up. Remember. No, 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 but that wasn't that wasn't the main planet. They didn't blow up Coruscant. The Senate was still in Coruscant. The planet that got blown up in Force Awakens was only some of the planets that was aligned with the galactic government. But the but the senators were in the planet that blew up. But that that still doesn't that still doesn't answer why why it collapsed completely. Wait, wait, what? what You're it, telling what, me that a whole the it, whole society would not that that government would not act efficiently without their governors anymore well yeah <laughs> that does happen in real life <laughs> you blow up a bunch of like senators and the government kind of gets put in a standstill um but the point is is that what does that do with rose and finn that they didn't need to put that like that the characters didn't need to lose something they already lost they're on the run we get to them and they're already on the run from the from the first order. No, but the thing So why put it why why have to put it in again? You no. know what I'm saying? Like I understand that like it's nice to see the villains win, but at the same time, why just do it again if there's no consequence to it? How many like if maybe like let's say Finn died and Rose took over her spot, then that would have been fine. Like I would have, I would have enjoyed that a little bit more. Like there was a consequence for them getting caught. The consequence that they had was kind of like what you're trying to say is like a typical adventure. Mm-hmm. Is they found a way somehow out of that situation where mm-hmm. it, if it was a really good movie, it would have, it would have had to sacrifice one of those characters to show that there is consequences for their actions. Well, there are consequences for their actions, though. I mean, they, they they got themselves caught in a bind where they weren't able to they weren't able to actually help the resistance. But but because my my point is that if you look back at the other Star Wars movies, they're always going on side missions to save the day. You know, this is another side mission to save the day. But this, for once, didn't pan out. You know, I mean, them losing them losing all the senators is not that's normal for a Star Wars movie. You know, but this one, you know, there's no there's no like. Uh, like the most recent movie in Solo, you know, they 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 do the castle run. They went on a mission. They succeeded, you know. But this one, for once, they go on a mission and they fail. Not only did they fail, but they technically went against uh the orders of their superiors, which is what they always do in the Star Wars movies. So for once, we get to finally see what happens when people actually do uh not follow order of their superiors and they still fail. You know, like like I hear stories about like the the reactions on 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 Poe, on on always demanding like, hey, what's the plan? What's going on? Why aren't you telling me? And people in the military are going, why is this guy being insubordinate? That that that's their that's his general, that's his admiral. They are supposed to just yeah. follow orders. Why bother asking? You know, and it's like like why is he doing that? Then that's that's the reaction from military folks watching this movie. You know, for people like us, I'm like. Oh, uh, shouldn't you just tell Poe? Shouldn't you just tell him so that we can move things along? 
But that's 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 breaking re- reality in in the Star Wars universe. We're always following they, anti-heroes. That anti-heroes. Could have, what, go on. That could have been easily remedied by her explaining to her because he dropped his position. He was not entitled to know about that. Correct. He could have been like everybody else has already been briefed, but instead she decided to just keep it herself. And the plan was a terrible plan. I don't I don't know why why that would even be an idea that she would have. But it wasn't really well thought of. Um, I I think it was actually a solid plan. You just kind of run and get them to the planet before they catch up. I think her not telling Poe was a military decision. I don't think it was a personal decision. I think it was a military decision. Because as the movie, as the movie implied in the very beginning, when Poe betrayed, when Poe went against Leia's orders, like, hey, Turn back around. He, you know, you don't have to. He got to. demoted. He got demoted. Not only that, but people died. People died under Poe's decision. And Leia didn't even do anything to punish him. Right? So here comes the new admiral, the new, the new boss. And she, 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 she remembers Leia gave him an order. He did, he did, he, uh, he didn't follow orders and people died. Maybe I should put him aside and not worry and not let him do anything. So you can see it that way. Yeah, but go. But going back, to, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of. I don't know. Just about that battle overall wasn't enjoyable to watch because it kind of it's it seemed untactical as well. Just like oh, let's put the slowest things in the center where all the fire is usually concentrated. It felt like they were being picked apart really easily. They were being picked apart really easily. You see the background. All of the little shit around them are always are, are eventually like, the blowing up. Like slowly and surely, they're blowing up. Essentially, what you're watching is you're watching a ship combat, except in space, like an actual ship combat, like out in the ocean. You know, like like Pirates, yeah. of, Pirates of the Caribbean. Essentially, that's what we're watching in except in space. And part of the part of the problem too is that Hux, if I remember correctly, there was a scene where where somebody questioned like, "Do you guys do you want me to go ahead and 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 one one of Hux's admirals or captains or whatever asking like, "Do you guys want us? Do you want us to go ahead and go ahead so that we can blow it up?" And he's like, no, no, no. Let's let them keep going. Let's let them waste their fuel, and they will get them at the end. That's that's a Hux thing. That's Hux being prideful of going like, I want to like savor this moment and watch them slowly die. That's his decision. But Hux was already a bad character in comparison to other generals. Right, but the point is that this is Hux we're talking about. So, so because he he keeps getting upstaged by Kylo Ren. He wanted to like savor this moment, and that's the reason why the, the ship the, the ship chase lasted a long while. Because it's partly because of Hux's fault too. Yeah, there there was a excuse about like, well, if we if we if we let them if our, if we let our Tie Fighters go after them, you know, they're smaller than those ships and they'll die, you know. So let's let's keep things together. Fine, whatever. But but the whole point on why they didn't just go in and destroy Leia's ship. It has a lot to do with Hux not going, not wanting to. He wanted to savor the moment. It's kind of his fault too. But going back maybe, to Poe, okay. maybe it's just I'm a little spoiled because I really like the Rogue One scene where they're fighting in the air. Oh, but the, the, I but, thought but, that, that was really, a, I thought that was choreographed really, really well. It was. It was. Besides the point, I want to go back to Poe and Finn. Uh, yes, a lot of people, people who even liked the movie, said that this is the 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 pointless part of the movie. I say yes and no to that. Uh, first off. If they didn't go off into the little adventure, we wouldn't be introduced to a casino planet, which I think is kind of neat that they actually have like a casino planet in in the Star Wars universe. 
secondly, we weren't we, we wouldn't have been finally been introduced in the movies about the actual faction of people who earned rebels and who earned the empire people, the people in between, the people who are just there to profit, the people who are rich and just watching the world burn around them while they're while they're rich. You know, we never really we never really get to see that. So for once, we got to finally see that. It's yeah. like kind of like a world critique he's stuck in there, huh? Yeah, it's a social commentary thing too. But the point is, is that we always watch Star Wars from two from two sides: the bad guys and the good side, uh, the bad guys and the good guys, and then the people in the in the middle are the people caught between the battle, but they're still a victim from the war. We never see the people who are who are profiteering from the war. We always see the victims, the villains, and the heroes. Never the other people that actually should make a difference. And these are that. If it wasn't for for uh, Finn and and Ray, uh, Ray, Finn and Rose's adventure. Then we wouldn't have seen that. Another thing too is we would have we finally got the chance to see uh, uh, a combination of the, the two side characters from side characters. Uh, Han Solo gets introduced as a rogue, as a rogue guy, right? But we never actually see him be like a bad guy. He becomes a hero. Uh, we see uh, 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 Billy D. Williams. How, how did come I forget his name? Carl Carishan, not the Carishan. <laughs> Forgive me, uh, uh, Donald Glover. <laughs> Donald Glover. So we we see we see them ask for for Lando's help, but he turned out to be a bad guy. But he's still a good guy, right? So for once, we finally got one where they go to to help, and he turned out to be not even a good guy or a bad guy. He's just like, I don't care. I'm just here to survive, kind of thing. So that's them but also. It, but it was the wrong guy, Albert. <laughs> it was the wrong guy. It was still the wrong guy. That, that's what I mean, though. It's a movie about people going on missions, like in in a typical Star Wars movie or in a typical action adventure movie. They would succeed. They will always succeed because that's what the audience want. But this is a movie that's brave enough to say, like, nope, they're gonna fail. They're gonna cho- they're gonna choose the wrong guy. They're they're not doing the right way, you know. Plus the broom boy. We will have inter- been introduced to broom boy if it wasn't for for uh for Finn and and Rose's advent- mini adventure. So there are purposes you, for it. But you could have fixed that plot by just introducing, like, having a little moment with that character that they were supposed to actually be, and the two of them. Like, let's say... Uh, wait, wait, which character is we talking about? The, the character that they were initially there for, the, the spy. Oh, the spy. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. What about him? So if they would have had some interaction with him where ultimately he saves them because he's he finds out that they save the guy that's in prison and they have some interaction with him or he's the one that shows up at the end to save them instead of the Millennium Falcon but, with uh, Ray. But that would be once again. And he picks them up. No, but once again. Because he, but he's part of the, because their interaction ultimately would have changed the way he is because you say he's, he's like a middleman, right? But if they could have talked to him for, like, let's say a few minutes or something to change his perspective on the war, that could have been somebody to help them. That would have changed their plot. Because even if, like, let's say everything happened the same way, where they failed their mission on the on the Death Star or the, um, the planet, the ship that they're on, that character was still affected by them in those few minutes that we were taken to the casino and he shows up at the end instead of the Millennium Falcon. But you're basically asking for another Han Solo, another Lando. The movie wasn't looking for that. You wanted to introduce us to a character that isn't a Lando and that isn't a Han Solo. 
That's the reason so you why want, you went this So you way. wanted you preferred the darker entity I like the two. I like the variety. I mean we're up we're up to the eight movies now. Nine actually if you count the Clone Wars movie. But uh not Attack of the Clones, but the animated, whatever. So we're up like nine movies now. So we can't keep watching the same thing over and over again. So that them introducing these kind of elements for me is like, okay, cool. They're doing they're trying something different. There's they're subverting the, the typical predictable plot stuff that we're always anticipating. Like this movie actually caught me by surprise multiple times because they kept subverting stuff. I'm like, oh, this is different. And you know me, I like different stuff. So yeah. So yeah, yeah the so that side story, which even though, like I said, not always the most exciting thing, it heck, it was actually cut shorter. It was actually edited shorter. It would it would have been longer. Um, it actually still introduced elements, world building, world building into into uh, the Star Wars universe that that I'm looking forward to. I like more world building stuff. Oh, not only that, but it ends with with Finn finally like fighting Phasma, which I wish the deleted scene was in that part so that we can see more of that. But it also like yeah, that's a, what I was talking about. Yeah, but it it also puts a pin on that. It also puts a pin on the whole like finally Finn realized that yes, he is part of the resistance. He is a rebel, and he has to fight against against the first order because he's always been running away from it yeah and even in this movie he fights a, he fights away from it it's like he can't make up his mind but the thing is he was already fighting for it in the first one yeah and and, and another social commentary with or thematic commentary in in the the finn and rose situation was that rose thought that finn was this big giant hero she realized that he's not and his actions in that storyline proves that her disappointment is kind of like a commentary on our on people's disappointment with the Last Jedi because you want everybody to be a hero and 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 do everything good, but you're kind of like no, we have to be realistic and realize that it isn't always that black and white, and it turns out that Rose, the fan, turns out to be the hero in, in this adventure, which is kind of nice for for the general audience to watch this and go, hey, I'm like Rose, I could be a hero too, you know, I don't have to be a Jedi, I don't have to be this war hero, I can just be a hero for being myself. And that's a, that's a nice thematic message to, to put in the movie. I really thought she was just going to take Finn out of the, that little pod thing and then like hit him out of the way. And she was going to run into the laser to, to, to stop it. Yeah. When that, in, in that scene, I was like, oh, okay, she's going to die in this scene. That's why they had the, the whole interaction between them. That's why they shared so much of this movie together. Because she was ultimately set up to be sacrificed in this one moment. And it's going to have an effect on Finn to finally make his decision to be like, hey, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna be with these guys and I'm going to fight against the First Order. Yeah, and the weird thing is that I don't think Finn is even interested in her in that way. I really think it's a one-sided thing. Because if you look at him, his eyes are wide open. He looks pretty shocked that he's, she's kissing him. You know, So it's like, I don't even see that even happening, really. Because I think he used it to Ray, no? I thought that's what they were yeah. building up. So when they tried to like build up, like she was like attracted to him, I was just like, okay, well, I guess it's gonna be awkward. Yeah, I, 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 I yeah. From, from the Force Awakens, I thought Finn was into Ray, right? But it, it could also, and then Finn, Finn likes Ray, and Finn likes Poe in a best friend kind of way, BFF kind of way. But I thought Finn liked Ray. I, I don't know if they're still going that direction, if, if at all. But but that's my impression. So I don't think Rose has a chance at all with Finn. Um, if 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 they end up together in episode nine, I'll be like, I don't know if I believe it. They'll have to like really prove it to me or why they would end up together at all. Um, but I did like Rose's sentiment that there, like like you're you know you're trying not you you have to save the people you love, you know, and not have to keep hating. 
So it's like it's a nice it's another nice thematic message that 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 whole story arc uh ends in. You know, even though uh her stopping Finn, you know, keeps makes the fir- allows the first order to blow up that that, that base, but whatever. <laughs> exactly. She could have sacrificed herself. Just hit him out of the way, and you could have taken one for the team. That would have changed everything. Yeah, but once again, it goes again to the whole like subverting the subverting like typical story tropes because typically, predictably, or cliche, yeah, the hero sacrifices him or herself for the better for the common good. But you know, not you don't you don't you can't always keep sacrificing yourself for the common good. Rogue One really did that. They don't need to like repeat it right away with Last Jedi. So I think that's, I don't know, that's but cool. where's where's the limit at? Because they all the tropes they followed, they get locked up in a casino, escape, get saved at the last minute, get set up by the bad guy or mm-hmm. the rogue guy, and then they escape again. It's like they're trying to avoid like staying in the straight course, and they always stray off, and then they come right back to the the straight course is like they can't make up their mind if that's really what they want and that's why i'm saying in one of those scenes it should have been like okay because you guys did everything everything didn't line up your way one of you has to go yeah i mean yeah sure i mean that's a valid complaint i i, I think it kind of like like the, the movie itself toes toes the line in the middle it wants it wants to do everything to subvert expectations but at the same time it also gives us stuff that we expect it, it just really toes that line so yeah. Okay, and then um, moving on from uh, Luke Skywalker. Okay, here we go. All right. Um, uh, what what kind of confuses me is that he's confronted with somebody that has the same power or the power that he thinks that uh, Kylo had. Right. But instead of kind of kind of guiding her in the right direction, she he just he just says no. It's okay. I'm I'm good with not telling you anything. Well, to be fair, I he think was... he should have he should have taken that opportunity to see. Hey, you know what? I made an error back back in the day when I let Kylo, when I let the dark, the fear in me attempt to kill Kylo, which drove him to the dark side. I I have the opportunity here to do that something different with somebody else that's equally as strong to change to balance the world. But correct me if I'm wrong. But did he not end up training Ray anyway? But no, he he trained Ray for like until she showed the power. That was it. <laughs> no, he was still training Ray until she left. She's the one that wanted to leave, not him. I don't know. It just it really bothered me because that could have been a really like yes, like ultimately he's gone and people are upset. Well, I'm just like okay, well whatever you know. Like at least he was in this movie. We have a lot of characters that don't reappear, and we didn't get almost any of him in the last one i thought we got more than enough of him in this one i just wanted to see him really take on that role especially since we got to see the flashback where what happens between him and kylo and what happened to the the jedi order that he was trying to to make wait what are you asking about luke skywalker what did what did you want from him in this movie I wanted him to take advantage of that he had another opportunity to train somebody to balance out the force. No, but we covered that. He did. He was training Ray. Ray just left early, which is like parallel to. He's probably thinking in his head, "Crap! I did the same thing to Master Yoda in Empire Strikes Back. He was training me, and then I left. 
even though I wasn't ready yet. Ray is doing the same exact thing that he did to her, to him. I feel like she could have got a lot more training, is what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, but taken uh, what, to what, a different, like, what, to what, a higher elevation. No, but what I mean is that she left him. <laughs> he was training her, but she left him. There's two different. That's that's two different scenarios you're talking about. No, but the thing is that he chose just by seeing what she was capable of to hinder that. In that time, they could have been training her, and she would have been more prepared. What do you mean he hindered her? Remember, remember, as, as soon as he realized that she is as strong as Kylo Ren, he's like, "Okay, I, I have to train you because, like you're like you're saying, he doesn't want to have a repeat of Kylo. So he wanted to be, he wanted to actually supervise her. The difference here is that, unlike unlike Jedi's training other Jedi's who are inherently supposed to be good." Ray is a person who who's willing to tap into the dark side. Who walks on both sides, right? And he's not used to that. That's the reason why she scares him because, like, like you're willing to just jump into the dark side without even like without caring the fact that you're not supposed to. Once again, with the rules, right? So, so even he is falling under the trap of like, I'm a Jedi. I have to train you like a Jedi, even though you seem clearly willing to go to the dark side if necessary. He's not if, used to that. But if anything, he should be the most prepared Jedi that's out there because he's actually experienced that because the last couple of movies from the original trilogy you saw him kind of slip and start going to a darker side of himself correct and then he finally realized that okay you know what the good side is the side that i want to be on so if somebody was capable of actually showing her how to balance the two because i initially thought Okay, so she she's gonna end up like a gray Jedi because she believes both in the good and the she walks good and bad. Correct. She doesn't necessarily believe good is just that's the only option. No, no, it's true. Uh, but what you're telling me happened on screen. It happened on screen. He he still trained her. He's still trying to train her. She left him. <laughs> well, everything you're saying happened on screen. The difference here is that she left him. He he, he could end up. He could end up completely balancing the force with Ray if she stayed, but she didn't want to stay. So it's but the, but the thing is, that Ray had to convince him to actually do it. Right? He should have, as a character, as a character that they've built up all this time. He should have easily stepped into those shoes and be like, "All right, let's let's get a training right away." Instead, Ray had to actually convince him, yeah. to actually train him, train he, her. He doesn't know who she is. Okay, he doesn't know who she is. She has to convince him. I, I think the way they went about it of her trying to convince him, I thought that was completely sound. You know, he slowly and sees and sees her intentions are actually pure, and he slowly sees how powerful she really is. Once he knew how powerful she was, that's when he decided, okay, fine, I'm gonna train you, right? So he did see that. But the point is, is that a person showing up in front of him and say, "Hey, train me." There's no way, dude. He's he went he went on hiding for the exact reason of not wanting to be involved anymore. And suddenly, suddenly somebody's, somebody's going to show up and go like, "Hey, train me!" And he's going to—he's just going to say, "Sure." No, there's no way that was going to happen. Come on. I don't know. I think if if I was put in that position, I would be willing to train somebody else to fix the mistakes that I did in the past. Do you not watch enough kung fu movies? This is how kung fu movies always show up. A person who shows up, Jackie Chan shows up, and hey, can you teach me how to do the drunken style? And he's like, "No, you learned it yourself." And then, and then he hangs around, and then the drunken master sees like, oh, Jackie Chan actually kind of knows how to do it, you know. Fine, here, let me, let me, let me show you a few little, a few little tricks. And he does that, and then eventually they they form a chemistry, and then he actually becomes his teacher. 
and then eventually he sacrificed uh, himself but to see, that's, Chan. That's another that's exactly argument what to what you you were saying that they kind of it it subverts your idea of what a traditional movie should be, and they they instantly as soon as they go off they come back straight. So it's like no, but but that's how why of, the movie never feels like how often cohesive. You... They it never feels cohesive because it always. It never decides where it wants to be. No, but what I've described to you, this drunken master, drunken chanting, never happened in Star Wars. That was that's always been a kung fu thing. I never seen that in Star Wars. The Jedi master is always willing to either train a Jedi apprentice, you know. But they, like like in the prequels, you know, Anakin showed the up. Prequels, they they refused to to train Anakin, and yet they still did. All almost almost immediately, right? Like like oh, I can't because Qui Gon Jinn refuses to listen. Right, but the point is that 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 isn't a typical kung fu thing. The master Qui Gon Jinn wanted to already train Anakin. You know, this is not a kung fu movie thing. You know, even in even when when Luke showed up in in, in for for Yoda, Yoda knew knew who Luke was. You know, he played around with him a little bit, but he was already there training him. You know, this is the first time we see uh, uh, a Jedi master. Refused to train uh, a Jedi apprentice right from the get go. She she had to convince it. It it just for me it followed it followed the kung fu uh, the, the, the the typical kung fu plot trope between master and student. So I was okay with the way they handled it. I would have been okay with the other way, where because of what, the character that they built up over the original trilogy, he was already prepared for that. It's like the the first three movies were to build him up to get to Ray when when he's on that island, he instantly recognizes that she was walking on both sides. Well, to be fair, he did put himself out of the force so that nobody can detect where he is. So if if she had the... F- except his robots. <laughs> except his robots. You know, well, to be fair, he left a map. So so that's kind of how they figured it out. But the, the, the thing is, though, is that... And it wasn't even a map to him. It was a map to the Jedi Temple. So so yeah, um, there is a backstory there. I'm not sure if you noticed, but I think in the comic books or the books, it actually explains the whole purpose of the map, and it really wasn't to find Luke. It was to find the Jedi Temple. That's what it was. So, so a Jedi was supposed to find these pieces and put them together. Yeah, because the books were there, right? A Jedi was supposed to, yeah, like what we just said. And from what I understand, Snoke actually had the majority of the map. And and he was the one that was actually looking for it. No Jedi was looking for yeah, it. Yeah, because it was that's no. what they're looking for in the Force Awakens right in the beginning. Right. They killed that old man in that village because he knows where one of the map pieces is. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, it wasn't a map to Luke. It was just Luke just happened to be there. It, it, it was that kind of a situation. But Luke didn't want to train anybody because he didn't want to get somebody on the dark side again, but then makes a map to himself. No, that's what I mean. He didn't make that map. That, that map has already been around. To the Jedi Order, but the he, Jedi he went there after the Jedi Temple that he created was destroyed. No, that wasn't. That wasn't. That wasn't. That was the one of the original Jedi. No, um, Act Act Two is one of the original Jedi temples. He went there because he knew where it was, but the the map itself exactly. But why? Why would there be a map that specifically states that that's where he'd be at? He didn't. Never said that. Remember, they, in the Force Awakens, they assume this is a map to Luke. They assume that. Because R2D2 had a piece of it. They never Luke never said that, hey, here's the map to find me. He never said that. It was it was just a map, and they all assume it was gonna lead them to Luke. I don't they, all, know. they all assume that. If you if you watch Force Awakens, you'll you'll see there was no there was nothing that said this map is to find Luke. 
everybody assumed that map was to find Luke. Yeah, he happened to be there anyway, but but the map's purpose was to find the one of the original Jedi temples. That's what that's all it was. The Yoda lit on fire. That Yoda lit on fire. <laughs> it's an argument too. Um, uh, Yoda as a Force ghost is like Ray. He's able to tap into the dark side of the Force willy nilly because he's he he finally they all finally realize the Force isn't a light side or dark side. It just is. It's just the Force. It's, it's an entity. It's, an, it's, it's like life. It's like life, right? So the, the whole the whole purpose of Luke leaving the war is because it's like it's like the Clone Wars all over again, where the Jedi chose uh, chose uh, the Empire. Well, before it became the Empire, you know, they used their skills to to uh, to service a war, as opposed to use their their skills to try and prevent a war. You know, so that's that's one of the biggest mistakes of the Jedi Temple, and that's what. Luke was trying to prevent with the what the thirty years that he was absent, you know. So that's the reason why he went into hiding. And then one of the other small points that I had was, um, I thought as soon as they set up the scene where they kill Smoke and they kill the the guard that he was gonna put the Knights of Ren back into into a position where they were in charge with him. Yeah. We, we but might they see, never kind of set that up. They they just go straight for straight for crate, and then that battle ensues. Well, I mean, it's still a continuing thing. I mean, he may have sent out, "Hey, buddies, I'm finally in charge. Come find me." You know, we might Come see on that. Down. We might see we might see that in uh, in episode nine, but but based on the time frame of the Last Jedi, which is literally just like a couple of days apart. I mean, I think it's too soon for for the Knights of Red to just show up. I mean, do you really want to see uh, like 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 six new characters show up at like the last half of the movie or the last act of the movie, and and I would have liked to see them just show up in the last. Like he walks into his throne room, and like let's say he does whatever to it, mm-hmm. and then they walk into the thing, and you just see their silhouettes, and that's yeah. it. Like that, that is, I don't need I don't need to be introduced to the characters. I just need to see that their purpose was there from the first the from the the Force Awakens to the Last Jedi, and then on to the. To the ninth movie, mm. I, I'm 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 really I'm open to the idea of just seeing them in episode nine. It, 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 what you're describing to me sounds like a Marvel universe after credits, where where they show Kylo Ren going to the throne and then there's the Knights of Ren. That 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 sounds to me like an after credits as opposed to like actually be in the movie because I, I think it will kind of ruin the momentum. Like where will there be a scene where where Kylo is walking up to the throne and there they are? Like where would you put that in the movie, especially when the act the the momentum of the movie kept kept going. There's no, there's no part for him to just relax and go or sit on a troll. Yeah. Well, he, they leave and they escape. He has to go back to his ship. He's not going to stay on crate. So you're saying that maybe right? like before you're saying like before the before the credits they showed us. Because like I said, to me, what you're describing is an after credits or a mid credit sequence. Because but I wouldn't. But Star Wars is not an end credits scene exactly. type, of, type of movie. It's exactly. not a Marvel movie. No, exactly. So I would prefer it. They escape. And then Kylo goes back. He's a he's clearly upset, but he's he he has a new vision, right? They in the Last Jedi, it's implied that he thinks that he has a better way than right. Smoke had. So that's where I thought the Knights of Ren were going to be introduced. And like I'm saying, you don't want to get introduced to characters the very last second, and mm. then there's like nothing for them. But kind of they've already been introduced in the first one, so 
to set them up in the second one to be a big part in the ninth movie, that would have been perfect. Yeah. I mean, like I said, for me, I would, it sounds like an after credits to me. So if you put yourself in the director's point of view, like where would you put that in the movie? Is it right before the credits or is it right before the show Broom Boy? Right before the credits. I would put it right before the show Broom Boy. Because I, I think having Broom Boy be the last thing you see in the movie seems to be the most appropriate thing considering the thematic structure of the movie, you know, like lighting the spark. The spark has to be at the very end, right before the credits. Like they could show, they could show Kylo and the Knights of Ren, show, show the bad side of it, and then move on to the... And then the good side of it. See, yeah. that would have been perfect. Yeah, why, sure. Albert, why aren't we directing? Well, because... <laughs> why are we directing? But like I said, remember, the, the original idea that Ryan Johnson had was to have the Praetorian Guards be the Knights of Ren. But he didn't want to kill them off. That's the thing. He said, like, well, if they're there, they're going to have to die because Rey and Kylo is going to fight them. And why would Kylo fight his own people? So that's the reason why they became the Praetorian Guards. You know, so so even Ryan Johnson realizes that, no, I don't want to kill the Knights of Ren. You know, the idea for them is too cool for me to just kill them off right away. He he even realizes that. Okay. So I hope J.J. Abrams sets them up perfectly for yeah. the ninth movie. Yeah, if the, if, the, if, the, he, if the Knights of Ren don't show up in Episode 9, then why the hell did J.J. Abrams put them in Episode 7? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think what what really upsets me is they didn't just give J.J. Abrams the whole the whole trilogy. They're giving Ryan Johnson a whole trilogy. I think to see what J.J. Abrams or any director, from that matter, go on through to see the whole trilogy. Like, let's say, for a good example, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, 1 and 2 are really good, right? Right. But that's because of the humor of James Gunn. Right. If James Gunn isn't right is it using the script and he's fired and he's not he has any part to do with it that takes that's a different that's like a different movie it can be called guardians of the galaxy 3 but it's not really guardians of the galaxy 3 yeah yeah i mean that's a, that's a whole different subject matter but uh, your your best comparison really is the original star wars trilogy george lucas directed ep- uh, episode 4 new hope and then um kirshner d- directed empire strikes back and then george lucas comes back Wait, I think he doesn't even come back to episode six, right? It was a different no, director. No, he does. No, he didn't. He does. Was he also director for episode six? Let's look it up. I think he is. Hold on. Richard Martin. What? Richard Martin. Oh, that's right. I, I remember the story now. Yeah. The comedian. They had, they, they had no, no. Richard Marquand is another guy. Oh. That's right. He directed. He. Uh, it was something like the George Lucas was going to do it, and then he just pulled somebody. Hey, direct my movie. It was like it was something like that. So I, I think the original idea was to mimic the original trilogy. Was have like a guy, uh, lay it out in the beginning, and then have two other people direct the next two parts. I think that was the original plan, but because of the whole scramble with uh, with um, Jurassic World guy, um, they, they just went ahead and went for the easy choice. Like let's just have J.J. Abrams come back and finish it up. So I think for them it was just an easy choice. Remember, remember he. J.J. Abrams didn't even have a script. He he had the script. He finished the script, I believe, like late last year. Right? This is this is even before the last Jedi came out, if I remember, if I remember correctly. So J.J. No, Abrams, he had already he had already had eight and nine no, no, finished. No, no. The he scripts had, were finished. No, but no, when, that's not, that's not when, when Ryan Johnson asked them how much of the script do you want to, you want me to use? He's just like, do whatever you want. You're the director of it. And then he's like, okay. No, no, that's not true. That's not true. Because J.J. Uh, Abrams had ideas for episodes 8 and 9. But the thing is, though, is he couldn't really implement those ideas like 
in a in a in a filmmaker kind of way because he knew there was going to be a different director for episode eight and he knew there was going to be a different director for episode nine. So even though he had ideas and what he could have done with the rest of the with the rest of this trilogy, he wasn't put on paper. It was just ideas, right? So so after after he was but he was kind of like when 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 uh, uh, Lucasfilms went ahead and went to J.J. Abrams to go, hey, by the way, you're gonna re- you're gonna direct episode nine now. Then he had to come up with a script because I remember articles about like like uh, uh, JJ is still working on the script for episode nine, and then I remember reading JJ is finally done with the script for episode nine around the time right before Last Jedi came out. So well, yeah, because he had to fix all of the things that Ryan Johnson just did. <laughs> well, I don't know if "fix" is the word for it, but 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 yeah, he had to. Well, like, he had to revise what what he had initially planned for his characters because. Yeah. And there's no way that Ryan Johnson had the same plans for the characters that J.J. Abrams made, right? Because remember, um, when 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 I think the original script for Force Awakens had Luke actually still be part of the Force, and then the final movie that wasn't the case, so Ryan Johnson even had to like remove that part. A lot of the stuff that happened is partly J.J. Abrams' fault. J.J. Abrams was the one that did, who decided. Oh wait, J.J. Abrams and um. And Lawrence Kasdan, the guy who actually did Empire Strikes Back all those years ago, it's their fault. They're the ones that set it up where, where, where Luke left. You know, they're the ones that set it up that Luke's not part of the force anymore. They're no, they're, it's their fault. So Ryan Johnson just took the ball and go, fine, this is the whole, this is how it's going to go then if you're going to do that way. Then. So it's, fine, I'm going to kill off this character because you, I don't know what to do with <laughs> Well, I, you know, I don't think, I don't, yeah, I, okay, Han Solo, I mean, I, it's, it, this, is, this, isn't a, this isn't a secret, but Han Harrison Solo, Ford, they didn't have a choice because yeah. Harrison Ford said he was done. Yeah, he said he, said he wanted to kill him. But, but see, Harrison Ford wanted to die in Return of the Jedi, but George Lucas said no, right? But J.J. Abrams, being, being that he is a fan of the original trilogy, he wanted to, like, accommodate Harrison Ford. Like, fine, I'll kill you off. But, um... Uh, for for Luke Skywalker's situation though, I think him fading out like that, very similar to Obi Wan, very similar to Yoda, is poetic. I think if anybody was gonna fade out like 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 Yoda and and Obi Wan, it would be Luke. So for so for them figuring out how to how he does that, uh, is for me, I'm quite okay with it. Besides, we know he's coming back as a Force Ghost in Episode Nine anyway, so we we, we don't see Force the last we, we don't we don't see the last thing. <laughs> I really like Yoda as a Force Ghost in this this movie. The thing, the thing is though, is that I think I think remember the the creator, the the people of this new trilogy were are fans of the original. They like puppet Yoda, okay. So I don't think we're gonna see seeing Yoda fight in Episode Nine. So if anybody's gonna fight, it may as well be uh, Luke Skywalker. It may he as slipped, well be Ewan McGregor. He missed it, Albert. Huh? He slipped it on the dark side. He used thunder. <laughs> What's the thing though? <laughs> I, I, I think I think when when Jedi's when Jedi's die, they finally realize, oh, we have it wrong the whole time. We've been we've been siding to only one side of the Force. We're supposed to be able to actually balance the Force by being able to use dark side powers and light side. It's powers. like it's like being a hybrid car and only ever using gas, and then finding out you can use electricity. Too. Correct. Very good. That's a very good <laughs> metaphor, actually. That's a very good metaphor. So yeah. So my wish, even even though even though the whole problem with complaints about Last Jedi is because of theories. My wish is that we see Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan Ghost and Mark Hamill as Luke Ghost fight, uh, actually like do stuff in in Episode Nine. I want to see that happen. God, they're wasting him. He's like at the perfect age to do a whole like his own movie, like to find out what Bank uh, Obi Wan is doing between all those movies. 
He's the perfect age. And instead, oh, you want to do a Christopher Robin movie? Come on down. Well, to be fair, they, they need to approach him first to actually do stuff. But he's been saying for a long time that he wants to do another Star Wars. He wants to be yeah. Obi-Wan again. Yeah, he, uh, and then he, there's yeah, a lot of people that want to see him again. It's not like he's like the only person that's... It's not like the guy that played Jar Jar is like, oh, yeah, I want to be back in Star Wars. No, clearly he never wants to be back in Star Wars and no one's asking for him. But right. people were asking for Obi-Wan. No, it's true. I don't, everybody that was involved with Star Wars, uh, Ian McGregor is the, the one guy who said, I want to be back. Even Mark Hamill and Leia, I mean, and Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford, they were like, you're going to have to convince me to come back. You know, it was that kind of a thing. Uh, but yeah, Ian McGregor was the, was the one guy who said, hey, I want to come back. <laughs> With the exception of the guy that played Lando Calrissian. Oh, true, true, true. Uh, he's been wanting to come back. And thankfully, he's part of the cast for right. episode nine. Exactly. But remember, this, this even under George Lucas' reign, they never brought back Ian McGregor. You know, it's, it's like, it's like, we're finally getting it. Well, no, finally getting it. Hopefully, there'll be a surprise announcement that Ian McGregor is in the movie, but he wasn't in the casting. But at the same time, they did say that uh, that Carrie Carrie Russell was going to be in the Carrie, yeah Carrie Russell is going to be in the movie, and and she wasn't in the big announcement of cast. So maybe they're going to sneak him in, or they're going to sneak Obi Wan in as a surprise. Hopefully, they're going to sneak him in as a first order trooper, and then say it after, but he wasn't actually in the movie. Okay, so before we, <laughs> before we wrap it up, because we're already going decently long, uh, what other stuff did you want to tackle in real quick before we wrap it up? Um, ultimately, I've rewatched the movie, and I don't feel so harshly disliked about it. Okay, I think my opinion has changed a lot just thinking about it, just having the time to kind of rewatch it, pay attention to different things. But ultimately, was the weakest of the new movies. In my personal opinion, just my opinion alone. No, fair enough, yeah. Rogue One is the top one, Force Awakens, and then The Last Jedi. Yeah, and I already told you mine. Mine is The Last Jedi is the best. Force Awakens second, and then uh, Rogue One third. Solo. I'm so surprised that Last Jedi is your first. Yeah, because, I, because like I, I said, I think, I think the day that I talked to you about it, I was just, I was just so taken back by yeah, what you, you were. said. I was just like, <laughs> you were. watch the same movie? Did I watch the wrong movie? Because the, the the Last Jedi was the first Star Wars movie besides Empire that actually challenged us as an audience to 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 take in what we just saw. I mean, Force Awakens was as pandering to the audience as much as possible. So we're like, I love this, but it's exactly what I expected to be. Albert, all the characters died in Rogue One. But see, the Rogue, but here's, dead. Okay, here's my problem with Rogue One. I didn't care for the characters. The only character that I cared for was K2. Okay, he's the only what character that I cared robot. for. Right, but everybody else, I didn't really care for, to tell you the truth. Like, even from the very beginning, like with, um, I don't even remember their names. But um, but it was like, they, they seem such like tropey characters that they were just, they were kind of, just there you know it's like but k2 like he had a spark in him that was like oh i like this guy but everybody else i didn't really care for them as much i mean I'm even... i don't know i felt like it was so good because like it showed a, it's kind of like how you said there's always a perspective of you're either good or you're bad in movies right uh-huh. and then there's the heroes and the bad guys but these guys weren't even even considered heroes they were considered their own group no, and but they came all... together for a common cause because those guys 
weren't aligned with the Rebel Alliance, right? Yeah, we're you're talking you're describing Han Solo all over again. Han Solo. Yeah, remember no, Han, Han Solo started off. Han Solo. Han Solo is a rogue, right? Yes, correct. He's, he's rogue, and they're mercenaries. They're not rogues. Um, they know they know what side they they align with, and the side that they aligned with was what what the rebels wanted. But they took more extreme measures, and that's why they weren't associated with them. You're you're talking about like um, what's the guy's name? Uh. Forget the guy. The guy. The guy who died. The, the, the not Morpheus. <laughs> That's not Morpheus at all. <laughs> Morpheus. <laughs> the Matrix. What was the guy's name? Uh, I'm not. I you're, you're talking about his group, right? You're not talking about. You're not talking about. Um, uh, what's it? Felicia. Felicia Day. Felicia Hardy. What's her name? Quick. Felicity Jones. Felicity. Felicity Jones. Felicia Jones. Is it? Yeah, I think it's Felicity Jones. She's she's a rogue, right? She's a rogue. Um, the other guy, he's he's actually working with the rebels, right? So so them just joining forces together, it just seemed like it was just trying it was trying to do another new hope. Oh, we got a rogue here. We got a guy who's actually part of the fight. You know, it's like it seemed like they're that's what that's just all they're doing. Oh, we got see I see Tripu character, but he's a lot more he's a lot more uh more rude. You know, they, I see them. I see them more as mercenaries than I see them rogues. They're not even, mercenaries, though. Even even um, they're not mercenaries. Felicity Jones' character. She's not a mercenary. Is, she already has. She already has her intentions, and from where she leaves off with the rebels, she kind of is not interested in their cause. She just wants to make sure that what their objective is the same by destroying, by getting the Death Star plans. Right, but then again, they can destroy it. But once again, her but her she character- doesn't align the way the same way that Solo does. Han Solo eventually is like, okay, I'm kind of persuaded by you guys, but that's because Luke Luke intervention with him affected him in a different way. But Felicity Jones' character is ultimately a mercenary from the moment she meets the rebellion to when she she's dies. Not a mercenary. She's not a mercenary. She's, she's a mercenary. She's, that's not a definition of mercenary. <laughs> Mercenary are people are people like the bounty hunters, the people who are getting paid to do something. Well, I, Those well, I are mercenaries. Call them rebels because they're not part of the rebels. What no. would be a different group? Yeah, they're rogues. They would be under their grouping. They <laughs> would be considered you. mercenaries because <laughs> they're outside of the rebellion. Felicity Jones is a rogue. That's what I, that's what I said it to the beginning. She's a rogue. That's no, what it is. <laughs> the movie is called Rogue One. The ship was called Rogue One because they're all a bunch of rogues. Who are not following the rebels and they're not following the the empire? They're they're doing their own thing, you know. That's what they are. They're rogue. But the, my problem with Felicia Jones' character is that the the story dictates what she does in the movie. I don't really know her character. Her character is very like like two dimensional. Like oh yeah, she's she has a bad childhood. Oh yeah, she she wants out of this of this conflict, but she definitely wants to to finish her father's job kind of thing. So it's like that's it. She's 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 uh. Defined by the story as opposed to be defined by the character. Han Solo is defined by the character. He's put into a story and then, and then he realizes certain things about it. And then his character decides on what to do as opposed to the story telling him what to do, which is what happens to Felicity Jones. I, based on this conversation, I'm now more than willing to put Solo, a Star Wars story, above Rogue One now. Oh my God. Don't be saying <laughs> such blasphemous stuff. Albert. I, 
I really, uh, I don't know. I didn't <laughs> think Solo was a terrible movie either. I, I didn't. I didn't think Solo was a terrible movie either. No. I don't know why people were so. I think just everybody was so angry over Last Jedi that they just chose not to watch it. Yeah, no, that's exactly what happened. That also is like it's not Harrison Ford. I hear a lot of like it's not Harrison. Yeah, obviously it's not he's Harrison old. Ford. He's gonna die. Exactly. He obviously it's not Harrison on Ford. Every set he goes to, yeah. he doesn't want to do movies anymore. Yeah, it, it just goes to show how much people want to see something familiar. You know, it, which is kind of ironic because Solo is very familiar. It's very much your typical Star Wars kind of movie. You know, even and so it's like, come on now. <laughs> but yeah, Solo isn't a bad movie. It's just the fact that that my only complaint with Solo once again is well, my only complaint. There's some I have some complaints with Solo, but my biggest complaint with Solo is, is the whole like his last name thing. I mean, come on now. I thought that was cool. <laughs> that was stupid. <laughs> Why? Why would you? Why would you keep like the last name of what the Empire gave you as opposed to like because your own? Because it's comical. Last name. He's famous yeah. for a name that was given to him by the people that he fights <laughs> on a consistent basis. It's not even ironic. Okay, it's just like why would you keep that? And and even coming up with the name was stupid. Oh, you're alone. I'm gonna name you Solo. I mean, come on now, seriously. Oh my god. <laughs> I was mad. That movie made me mad because it shows him going to. You want to, you want to like kind of invest on seeing how good of a pilot he was. Legitimately, you see him do the Kessel Run, and yeah. like that's it. That's it. Yeah. I would have, I would have wanted to see him go to the go to the academy and kind of see why he got kicked out of the academy. I hope that's in the Louis Vuitton. I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt but it. But then too. that would have been that would have been the buildup to when he does the Kessel Run. You have more confidence in the character to be able to accomplish something True. like that. He's just thrown into that situation, and you have to trust his word that he he actually can do that. I, I, I was I was thinking that it was actually kind of like a, a funny ongoing joke where he's like, "I'm a pilot. I'm a good pilot." But every time you see him, he's not that good. And then every time you see him, he's not piloting. Right, so I, I thought it was a kind of funny joke that they kept stringing it along, and then you finally see him as a pilot, and then he does the castle run. You know, it, it. I think that's that was kind of the intentions of why they did it this way. And then my second problem with that movie, even though that's not what we're supposed to be talking about, um, they they're trying to fit in a robot niche now, and it's kind of it's kind of getting boring and dull where they just put in a robot that's supposed to be interesting, and you're supposed to like like it. Because they, they feel like the movie can't hold itself without a robot. I mean, a droid. A droid, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but that's Star Wars for you, right? It's got to have a droid. It's got to have a lightsaber. No, it doesn't have to have a droid. <laughs> if there's a good droid in it, then thank God. But if there's not, then I'm not. I, I don't look at, like, the other movies and, like, man, where's R2 or where's C-3PO? You just have to enjoy the movie without them. I feel like they're too kind of, like, Okay, we have to have this character have a robot, and they have to be humorous in some way for people to like it, and we could sell toys of it. Sure, sure. I, but like I said, it seems to be like their mantra: it's gotta have a droid, it's gotta have a lightsaber. Even Solo, where where they're going, we're not gonna have a lightsaber in the movie. At the very end, they had a lightsaber, so it's like okay. <laughs> I thought it was kind of interesting they're willing to throw Mandalorian armor, but since it did so bad, I don't think it's gonna go anywhere. But I thought it was interesting that they're willing to show it. They've never actually shown anything other than Boba Fett yeah. with Mandalorian armor. Well, I was kind of interested to see if they would. Ryan Johnson would be interested in kind of going into that realm. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, um, 
they did they did they did so there was a rumor that uh the the TV series that the John Favreau is going to be doing is going to be based in Mandalorian. Mandalore. Mandalore. Yeah, so maybe we'll finally see more Mandalore. It's fresh content. It's fresh. There's no there's nothing you hold it to from back in the day. Well, this movie was really good because it was like back in the day. Oh, you don't watch Clone Wars? I watched Clone Wars. I'm really excited that it's coming back. Ma- was Mandalore, was excited, in Clone- Mandalore was in but, Clone Wars. But it's not a movie. People don't watch those shows. Right. How no, many no, people do you know around our age that have watched Clone Wars? But John Favreau's thing isn't um, going to be a movie either. It's going to be a TV show. That's good. I told, I'm telling you, I want a, I want a TV series... Like Band of Brothers, but Rebels against the Empire. That's or Rogue One we all see the over perspective again. of the Empire against the Rebels, and you kind of meet characters and yeah. how they interact with the world around them and like the situations that they're put in. Because one of the good things about Solo was you got to see that the Empire always doesn't have it easy. They actually have it really hard in some of the planets that they're not really settled into. No, yeah, and just I because get- we see them in armor, we don't. We don't attach emotions to stormtroopers, but you see it with Solo in how like banged up everybody is on that planet from the harsh conditions that it's at. No, yeah, I I don't disagree. I wouldn't mind seeing a Star Wars movie based on the side of the Empire, because uh, the video games did that. The, the video games had Tie Fighter and then they had X Wing, right? So they had like two different video games from the two different sides. So yeah, it would be nice if they if they do a movie that's completely from the Empire's perspective. Yeah. But either way, uh, this conversation has lasted long enough, so I'm going <laughs> to wrap it up. So, listeners, thanks for listening. Lewis, where can people find you online? Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram, DKFZZZ, or you can find me on Xbox and PlayStation under the same synonym, and our, DKFZZZ. And our Who, What, Where, Why comic strip, which you can find on a weekly basis on the website. Uh, this is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert5x5. You can find me on my I Saw That Movie blog, the Stuff and Junk Show podcast, Extra Stuff, Extra Spoils podcast, and the Weekly Comic Strip for at, at Who What Worse Why. If you want to send your comments, send them to whowhatworsewhy at gmail.com or via the Facebook page or via the website. If you want to show your support, head over to whowhatworsewhy.com slash support and find out how. Music has been provided by the Y-Axis. Find them at theyaxis.com. All the links and information can be found at whowhatworsewhy.com. All right, so hopefully you got it out of your chest, or I, or at least now I can finally, I finally know what your problems are with Last Jedi. Like I said, I, I'm not judging you, but some of the things you said are also valid, but it, it does seem like it's mostly a subjective thing as opposed to an objective thing. But that's Yeah, ulti- ultimately, that's all we have to give to the movie. If someone asks you your, your opinion, you, you, you always have your opinion, but ultimately what you get is what you get. It's not like you can watch the movie, critique it, and it's going to be changed. That's the final product. It's like looking at a painting that's already finished. Correct. You're not going to paint over it. That's the painting. Yes, correct. And, and that, that, that's what puts you above all the, all the butthurt nerds who are, can, can only complain <laughs> and not actually just admit that, <laughs> hey, it's your opinion. <laughs> so there. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I think, I think everybody needs to just accept the way things are and yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. Everybody has their point of view. So, except except the wrong ones. Haha. <laughs> okay, this has been another episode of Spoilers, Please, which is part of the Who What Wears My Network.